goodness! Justin Jefferson pulled it in! Looking for A.J. Brown. He's got it! Touchdown! In trouble, T.J. Watts. I am just, like, stoked about this Lions team. Debo Samuel! There he goes! Foot on the gas! All the way! Two MVP season. Not overreacting, but it might be happening. Caught in the end zone! Keenan Allen! There he gets him! It is Parsons! Back at the 21. I love the upside, the athleticism. All right, so Super Wild Card Weekend is in the books. We basically know everybody now that is advancing to the divisional round. And what is going on, everybody? How is everybody doing today? Welcome back here today to another episode of the Triple Option as we are going to be reacting to the Wild Card Weekend. How are we doing, guys? It was a mix, mixture of good and bad, kind of more like maybe non-competitive games this past weekend. Nothing, nothing too crazy. Um, I feel like... I mean, look, we'll basically just start off with the Texans and the Browns game first, but this game looked like it could have been a classic. It could have been like that first wildcard weekend like game that's going to be an absolute shootout. The Texans did their part, but the Browns not so much. Dom, I, I feel bad because this was the team you were highest on the most, it seemed like. Yeah, if you told me that the Browns would hold C.J. Stroud to 16 completions, hold the Texans to 76 rushing yards, Joe Flacco would throw for 300 yards, and Kareem Hunt would score two touchdowns, I'd be like, oh, cool, the Browns won by 14-plus. But they got they got demolished. Um, they had a 14-10 lead and then lost 45 to 14. Like that's just just all-time downfall. Uh, Joe Flacco with the first the first pick six, he kind of just chucked it up trying to get it out of bounds. All right. The second time on the fourth down, he was eyeing down who he was trying to throw to. Like I I think any one of us three could have picked off that ball because he did not take his eyes off his, the receiver. Um, the Joe Flacco run is over. Who knows what where he goes from here? But yeah, the Browns, um, as picking them to win the AFC maybe was not the smartest pick in my in a hindsight. Yeah, honestly, I wonder if, like when you mentioned Flacco, like what he'll do next year. Like, will he call it quits or will he? I feel like he'd rather just not sign with a team and pick up a team midseason and get like half the year off than be like a backup for the whole year. And then, like, some team, oh, yeah. like, when all the inevitable injuries happen in Week 13 and he's going to start, like, four games at the end of the year for a team. Plus, he has no training camp to attend if he, uh, if he doesn't, if he doesn't wait, if he doesn't sign right when the season starts. Because I feel like if he signs with, I don't know, say, say the Jets again, like, mm -hmm. I, if I was him, I wouldn't want to go through OTAs and then mini camp and training camp just to sit on the bench the whole season. Like, I'd rather just enjoy my summer with my family right. and then, you know, just up on a team be like all right see you guys in a month <laughs> like that'll be stay, yeah i know stay a couple more weeks in cancun you know build up those points <laughs> you yeah. could do that um so yeah this is a game before we get into it more uh, i just want to say like thank you guys for the support on the uh the mock draft video because that did really well and we're definitely going to be posting more of those uh kind of coming forward and uh, i had a lot of fun with the head uh coaching predictions as well and we're going to be doing like kind of mock off seasons for every team that basically needs it so most of the top 10 pick teams um we're going to get into as well um and yeah so this was a huge win for the houston texans like cj stroud wins his first ever playoff game in his first, in his rookie season. Uh, so yeah, he's really cementing himself as like one of the franchise quarterbacks um, in this league that you wouldn't really take many other quarterbacks over. Um, I feel like he's surpassed a ton of guys, um, probably like the Jalen Hurts, the Dak Prescotts of the world. I think there's people that will even take him over Justin Herbert now. So uh, the CJ Stroud train is is moving right now. I, I think Before Tom, you said on, something, though. right, oh, about yes. this? Let's, I have to address this. You just said that. 
But you then you 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 said my recency bias was crazy when I said this like two days ago. So what changed? Because you said what that it was uh, Allen and Mahomes were the only two you would take yeah, over. Yeah, I, th- I think you said two. <laughs> That's why. Okay, all right, I get that. I think that was think... That, that 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 was half joke thing because I'm still I'm still probably taking Burrow. Um, I'm definitely taking him over Lawrence. I'm definitely taking him over Herbert. I I think I think I might want to put him over Herbert because he does everything Herbert does just as well, and he wins more games. So like, why would I not take him over Herbert? Um, like. I just feel Mahomes, Allen, and Burrow, and Lamar. I think those four are probably Bryce the Young? ones. <laughs> yeah, Bryce Young. I think I would just throw Herbert in there, and then I'd be I'd be comfortable with those five ahead of Stroud. I I still think Herbert's better as a quarterback, but it sucks because like we always kind of revert back to oh Herbert doesn't have any help. His team is really bad. The coaching is really bad. But like you got to be tired of just hearing those excuses. But I'm still on the Herbert wave. No, and, I still think he's really good. Um, and also, I think he has like he's all the records for like the first two seasons as. For a quarterback's career, like he has most of those passing stats records, I believe, still. So, I mean, obviously, his young career is a lot to look at for this point. And I hope I'm hoping for CJ Stroud's sake that he um, doesn't follow the uh, the previous the previous time a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach uh, won a playoff game was Mark Sanchez and Rex Ryan, and that obviously did not turn out too great in the long run. So I'm hoping C.J. Stroud and uh, D'Amico Ryans don't go down that path. True. I thought in the short term it worked out well because they went back to the AFC Championship game the next year, I think, right? True, but they still never won anything, so. <laughs> I agree. I feel like, yeah, it'll be a little bit better than that. So, like, all right, um, for the Stroud hype here. So, obviously, like, we just listed the quarterbacks we'd take probably to build a franchise with. Super Bowl's tomorrow, same weapons, Stroud or Stafford? Who's winning you the game? I'm taking Stafford still. Stafford has a Super Bowl. Stafford, okay. okay. I think I'd be more comfortable with Stafford, yeah. Okay. So you saw Stafford, how well. he got slammed by uh, Aiden Hutchinson, and then, and then whoever the other guy on the lines was hit him in the head. He smacked his head on the turf. His hand was all gushing blood, and he just finished that game and like gave him, gave him a chance to win. Like He's one of the toughest guys probably in the league. I'm taking Stafford. Honestly, I think if maybe Stafford is like – or I'm right on that cusp of guys that I also would want over Stroud, but like just because the age factor, but skill factor, Stroud's right there with Stafford. Stafford's right there with Stroud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Stafford, uh, Stafford's a dog, and I hope we could see him a couple more years too, but we'll get into that game in a little bit. Um, so I guess like for these teams going forward, like we'll talk about obviously the Texans more in the preview in the next episode when they're going to be going to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. As for the Browns, I feel like they did accomplish a lot this year with so many injuries. Um, they're probably bringing back most of their defensive core. Obviously, they're going to have a huge change at the quarterback position with Deshaun Watson coming back from an injury. I guess it's like uh, Nick Chubb will be like probably like it's a rehab year for him. Basically, we'll see how long it takes for him to get back up and running when he's fully healthy. So it's like Jerome Ford will be back. They got Amari Cooper. They got David Njoku who came on as of late this year. Um, I feel like the Browns will be right back in it next year though. I, I feel like they'll probably end with a similar record. I could see maybe one must win if Watson does play as poorly as he did to start this year. Yeah, and the only the only problem is they are in a tough division. Like the Bengals will mm-hmm. be better. You assume the Ravens will be at least on the same level. Steelers are, you know, they're they're always above five hundred. So yeah, so uh, you always go into that game with fifty three shot of losing. You playing the Steelers, so I guess so. At the end of the day, so yeah, the Browns should be back, and we'll talk more about the Texans in the preview in the next episode. So the second game we had was on Peacock, um, where you had to pay five dollars basically to stream this game. Uh, the Dolphins ended up losing to the Chiefs twenty six to seven. It was very cold in this game, as you guys probably saw, like multiple videos of like people taking beers out of the fridge, and it would just like freeze right away. 
Um, this is pretty much what I expected. I mean, the Dolphins, I didn't really expect them to score many points with the weather. Um, I don't really think anybody was, uh, well, like we all took the Chiefs to win this game um, back in our predictions. And I don't really think it was anything too shocking. Maybe I would have thought a little bit more to Miami in this game. Um, but yeah, uh, it was pretty much of a letdown for Miami on their season. And it really ended abruptly because uh, we all thought they were winning division like three weeks ago. Um, so I guess like for the Chiefs, um, it'll be interesting. They're going to Buffalo next week to uh, be Patrick Mahomes' first road playoff game. Um, obviously, we'll get to that into the next episode. Um, and then for the Dolphins, they have a big decision this offseason, how much money they're going to pay Tua. They're probably if most any. likely. Yeah, I they're going to do it. They're going to do it. I think there's this. I don't know who who gets Zero signed quicker. Chance. I don't, Zero percent I don't, chance. They do not sign Tua. Who they're gets signed quicker? Uh, uh, Lawrence or Tua? Tua. Okay. Mainly mm-hmm. because Tua kind of like has like Lawrence, they can kind of like delay it. They don't. Have yeah, because they got the fifth year Tua, option on him. Yeah, yeah, Tua going into his fifth year, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this would be yeah. his like expiring year. So I wonder who would get more. I'd assume it'd be Lawrence just because of like the pedigree he has. You I think Tua I gets think, more? Well, I mean, what is La- You mentioned the pedigree for Lawrence. What has he actually done? I feel like Tua back to back years Tua? now. He's Tua. He was top. He was top three in QBR, top three in passer rating. Like I don't. You can take all the weapons and stuff out of it, but he's been at the top of those stats now two straight years. He's like got more playoff point, wins. I mean, it doesn't matter. It took an insane collapse by the Chargers last year for Lawrence to get a win. Tua had to go play in negative 50-degree weather, so I don't really care about it too much. Like His his stats have been better, and I think he should get paid more. Yeah, I agree. Or they could just pay neither of them because they both stink. Even with <laughs> even with the injury history, of, I know like Trevor Lawrence had injuries this year, but I mean with Tua, man, it's always scary with the concussions. He was healthy this whole season. He was. No, I know, and I'm like, I'm happy he is. I just like, I feel like that's always something you, you got to go back to, especially kind of with the hits he could take. But hey, if he's gonna be healthy going forward, that's great. Um, and I don't know, man. Like this game was, it just feels like McDaniel's. I don't know. He had such a good start to the year, and I feel like down the stretch it wasn't great. I know they dealt with a bunch of injuries as well um, on both sides of the field. But this was a letdown for Miami. I know you were a big advocate for them this year, Dom, but I don't know. Yeah. I feel like they, this was a game they could have won. This Chiefs team is beatable, but they didn't really have a chance. Yeah, I mean, it was the same. I've said it now for a few weeks. They were so hot to start the year. Everyone's favorite team to watch on offense. This and that MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, and they just came crumbling down um, the final month. So they... They need to find a way to, I guess, build on their early season success because the way it ended is just not good, especially in the AFC, which just looks like it's going to be insane for the next few years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy, the, the butterfly effect. Like, that Titans game, had they just won that Titans game, they would have been hosting the Steelers, and, like, they probably would have blown the Steelers out at home, and then they would be going against, would it be the Texans? Yeah, the, the Texans that won, right? No, they'd be uh, what, getting the, the Chiefs probably because they'd be the two and the three. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So, then they would host, and then they, when you host the Chiefs off a playoff win in Miami instead of at, instead of at Arrowhead, forty negative forty degrees, I think they could beat the Chiefs there. And then you wind up in the AFC Championship game, and even if you lose to the Ravens at that point, then it's like okay, like what's like that's not that's not a negative season. Like now it's like there's question marks. There's no question marks. You lose in the AFC Championship, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder what Miami's gonna do because they also have to pay, like, figure out if they want to pay Waddle too. Um, they have what I'm two like, more years on him? Uh, yeah. So like, uh, yeah, basically two more years. Um, so there'll be probably extension talks or rumors this offseason, but we'll see if they get a deal done. Bro, Tyree Kill has a fifty-six million dollar cap hit in in twenty twenty-six. That is insane. They'll probably just bump it out. 
Like they'll probably yeah. just spread it out over like two more that's years. That's not real. Yeah, that's not real. That's not real. I mean, it's a one. They, they did that full too. knowing that they don't. That that's not going to be the number. Like it's like that's what Spot Track says now, but it's not what it's going to say when he steps on the field the first time next year. Mm-hmm. I wonder like what Miami will do this offseason too, because like they have a good defense. It's just they had so many injuries down the stretch uh, to Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb, who are like two guys on the outside that you love to have. They have a solid secondary. Maybe they just look to improve the O line if possible. Obviously, that's very like it's easier said than done, but. I don't know. I guess Miami's probably still going to be in conversation to win the division next year. I don't really think this team is going to take a step back at all, as long as Tua doesn't regress. Plus, they had Xavier Howard and Javon Holland. Both were out, so two of the top three corners. Um, And they had... They were down two offensive linemen, I think. Their center was out for the rest of the year, and I think one of their guards was out for the rest of the year. So, when you're playing with a backup center, and you're two of your top three guys in your secondary and, your, and your, I guess your best two pass rushers, and Andrew Van Ginkle got, got banged up, too. So, like, and everything... That they could use to stop Mahomes was injured. Besides <laughs> Jalen Ramsey, so that's that's tough, especially for a defensive coordinator to just pretty much be playing with backups against the best quarterback in the NFL. So I'll give the Dolphins the benefit of the doubt here, and I think McDaniel is going to figure it out next year. Mm-hmm. And they, I forgot they did all this without a first round pick last year too, because of the whole Brady tampering. So I mean, like yeah. HN and Cam Smith, and like your second and third round picks were great. Yeah, I feel like. I feel like the, yeah, they'll definitely be in consideration to win the division, even possibly the conference next year. Like, that's definitely not out of the equation either. So, um, two, I guess, dud-ish games to start off wildcard weekend. Um, I don't think anything too crazy from those two. But the big shocker was the Green Bay Packers dropping 48 points against the Dallas Cowboys, who were undefeated at home this season. Um, this was basically every Cowboys fan nightmare. This is basically a dream for every non-Cowboys fan that just loves to see them choke in the playoffs, which it does seem like every year now. And I'm always someone that like, I won't dunk on the Cowboys because like they're a good team. They have a good defense. They have a good offense. I really thought this could have been the year they could have made the Super Bowl. Like this is definitely, it seems like one of their better teams in recent years. And they really just had to get through San Fran. Like that was a team they would have to beat um, because I think they were better than every other team on paper in this conference. And then Jordan Love just has a statement game I feel like this game alone just probably earned Jordan Love so much money as well. Um, he balls out uh, 272 yards, three touchdowns. Romeo Dobbs, who just feels like did nothing towards the end of the season. Six for 151 in the touchdown. Um, and every one of the Cowboys stats is kind of inflated towards the end of the game. It was a lot of garbage time um, yeah. where not really a lot of these yardage matters. I guess the big question is, like, who is the Dallas Cowboys head coach next year? And if history is going to show, it's probably going to be McCarthy again. Like, it seems like Jerry Jones, like, keeps these head coaches around couple years too long and i feel like mccarthy i don't know if he's gonna get fired i but there also was bill belichick was also never in the mix um mm-hmm. in any previous year so i think even if you want to take a shot on belichick and it winds up having to reset the clock in two years if you don't win make a conference championship game or make a super bowl i still think you can't really blame jerry jones for at least going for it when it comes to signing belichick because that's kind of an all-in move when it comes to coaching yeah i mean i wonder what has a I mean, like, nah, I was going to say, like, what has your greater chance? Dak is back or McCarthy's back, but it's definitely Dak being back as the quarterback. Yeah. He's going to yeah. be back probably. I mean, like, Dak's a good quarterback, and unless you have a chance to really upgrade, there's no point in moving on from him. Like, why trade Dak for multiple first-round picks and tank next year or be bad next year? There's no point in that. Um, no, I agree. I don't know. And I mean, we, we kind of predicted it. Like, we said, jokingly, last video, if the Cowboys are losing— Will the, when will the Dak Prescott trade rumor start? Tom said third quarter. I'm pretty sure Skip Bayless at halftime was like, "All right, get this man out of here." Like he didn't even wait. Like, like they they they, they turned on Dak so quick. And yeah, you mentioned his stats are so inflated. He threw for 400 yards. Ferguson had three touchdowns. So inflated because it was just all garbage at the end. Um, yeah. But 
I don't like they got to figure it out again. They're kind of in the same, not as bad as the Dolphins because um, the Dolphins had a few more injuries. But this was the year where it seemed like the Cowboys would finally do it. They have not made the NFC Championship since like 1995 or something crazy like that. They just come up short every year now. And I mean, they have a good roster to run it back. Who knows what's going to happen with it? Like Tony Pollard, I think's a free agent, right? He's and probably he was, yeah, yeah, because yeah, he yeah, got tagged last year, or they signed like the one year deal, so he's like he's yeah. gone. And the Rico we thought he was running back next year, <laughs> and we thought Pollard was gonna have a great year. He was so yeah. disappointing. He was one of the biggest disappointments, I think, at least from like a fantasy standpoint, the entire season. Like he was going like early second round, and like, yep. he even though he finished kind of high in running back rankings, but he was just didn't didn't find the end zone for like ten weeks. It was frustrating yeah and i shot there you no, go no, you i'm go. sorry okay right, i was ours? gonna say no, no i was gonna say that, that i know the cowboys dude their cap situation is so interesting too because they gotta pay dak they gotta pay cd they gotta pay micah they probably want to resign demarcus lawrence like this is one of like i don't know they gotta they gotta ace this offseason they can't mess this up yeah Hold their on. window is I... now and they botched it i mean you're talking about their cap situation how much trouble they could be in I need to pull up the Stefan Diggs trade just because I need to see what the exact trade was. So they traded a first and then a few just random picks along. If the Arizona Cardinals called up the Cowboys and said, here's pick number 24 from the Texans for CeeDee Lamb, it's essentially the same trade as Stefan Diggs almost at the same time in their careers. I wouldn't be opposed to that. In my opinion, uh, Diggs wasn't at the level that CD's at right yeah, now. Yeah, CD Lamb's like, like a top three receiver, top five receiver. Top five. Top I five. feel like Diggs was I never mean, top five. You're telling me Diggs was not a top five wide receiver? Like Diggs not was in Minnesota. No, no. I feel like Adam Thielen was looked at as like basically a one A one B with Diggs. If I'm remembering it correctly. Yeah, like I think I mean, like, I'd say he was probably like in the like 15 range. I'd probably say because at that time like it was still like Hopkins, Devontae Adams, um, and was Antonio Brown in the league at that time? I think he still was. Uh, I mean, when he got traded was what, uh, I mean, no, he was, he was, that was that year, it was actually. 2020, right? The miracle play against the saints, um, was, I'm pretty sure the year Antonio Brown, that, that was the year before Antonio Brown went crazy. So, I mean, Stefan Dix had back to back thousand yard seasons. He had a hundred catch year in there, put up nine touchdowns one year. Yeah. He good player. A little bit. And young. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So, I just, I just feel like when, like at that point, like Michael Thomas, Keenan Allen was probably playing at a top seven eight level i'm looking at the stats right now deandre hopkins julio jones was still nice at that time um, call me just, call me crazy but cd lamb is 24 years old if you want him you're gonna have to give up pick four and it's not gonna happen because yeah no, but like i'd rather have marvin harrison than at that point yeah exactly because marvin harrison's gonna be a lot cheaper and probably has a similar ceiling if not higher than cd lambs did at least hey, pre but if you if you can't if you can't pay the man take the pick for him i'm just throwing it out there Nah, they're gonna find a way to pay him i feel like they're gonna lock. I mean, at worst, like I mean, dude, Gallup's got a fifteen point eight million dollar cap at the next two years. Um, I mean, they're gonna save money on Cooks. Uh, I mean, like Zach Martin's getting up there in age. Same with Tyron Smith. Who knows about him? I don't know, man. I think they're gonna pay. I think if anything, they would let Demarcus Lawrence like eventually go and move on from him before they let CD go. Yeah, just because it's gonna, of the age Micah and, and CD are gonna be the two guys that get paid if nobody else. Because who yeah. is Dak throwing the ball to next year? And CD's the best receiver on the like. I mean, I guess To was kind of on the back end of his career by the time he got to Dallas. And I'd say CD is better than Dez was, hundred percent. Well, I mean, yeah. CD CD this season had the statistical best wide receiver season by any Cowboys wide receiver ever. Yeah, like so, he had the more yards, catches, everything. So it doesn't doesn't matter what you compare. But yeah, I wonder. Do you think they're gonna keep Trey Lance? 
uh, what's this year five for him? Yeah, he'll be under contract. He'll be under contract before the fifth year option in twenty five. Yeah, yeah, what's yeah, his fifth year? Option? Is it just like twenty five million dollars? Yeah, it's the option great. will get the, the option will probably get declined, but I imagine he'll stay. I think so. Yeah. Well, um, you just ask, are they going to keep him? Yeah, they'll keep him for one year and one year only. No, I know because you yeah. said, oh, it's going to get him three years for eleven million dollars. <laughs> they don't want to pay two quarterbacks a total of like seventy million dollars. Would be and kind of electric. Yeah. You might, um. So you, this is to. basically the game, like the worst game ever for the Cowboys. But shout out to the Packers; they were the first seventh seed in the expanded playoff format to get a dub. Um. Yeah. And I don't even think this Packers team is like all that. Like I, I hate their defense. I don't think it's that nah, good, good. But it's their good. defense. Uh, bro, in the second half of the season, like all, of, like pretty much all of their like stats are like top three, top five, like yeah, from like weeks nine to eighteen, like they were cooking the second half. And love like, now offense is like or playing, defense. I think it was both. There was like multiple, multiple stats on both sides of the ball. I don't know. They gave up thirty points to the Panthers. I'm pretty That's sure pretty Jordan. Love, right, fair enough. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Jordan Love since week ten now has about twenty four touchdowns and like one pick since week 10-ish. Nuts. Yeah, like he's been him. insane. Aaron Jones finally healthy. Three touchdowns. Like, insane for him. And he's had like three straight 120-yard games almost. Good for him. And it seems like every week a new Packers receiver just emerges as the number one. Um, Which is good because you, they, they, like, you can't you can't prepare for anybody. Like, it's mm-hmm. not like if you play, I don't know, you played the Bills, like you know to prep for Stephon Diggs. Like, if you put the Packers, it could be Jane Reed, Dobbs, Christian Watson, if he's, yeah. Um, and then, What? If he's healthy, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's how I stop myself. If he's healthy, um, he played. I don't think he played too much this week. But you know, you get the you get the point. And Dontavian Wicks now, like, there's so many guys that can just torch you for at any time at um of the game. So honestly, good for the Packers and shout out Matt Lafleur. Like, he's building a great offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, they're gonna be taking on the Niners next week. I don't really think any of us are gonna predict them to win, but it should be a fun game if the Packers offense is going. Um, so yeah. we probably had the best game of the weekend, at least in terms of competitiveness, uh, when the LA Rams lost to the Detroit Lions in Detroit, 24-23. Uh, big win for Detroit, obviously it meant a lot more since it was the first time in forever that they're going to be playing in uh, the divisional round. So yeah, shout out to Detroit. It was a good game. Uh, some questionable calls towards the end of the game. I definitely thought it was some type of pass interference on Puka Nakuya at the end of that game, who was just an absolute monster um, and is probably emerging as going to be like a looked at as like a top 15 receiver next year already um and yeah it was a fun team like i thought this rams team could still have beaten the eagles or the cowboys or the niners if they were to advance um so it is a shame that they got knocked out a little bit early because i do think if they played the bucks they'd beat the bucks um but yeah shout out to detroit for winning they get tampa next week which is absolutely massive for them um instead of taking on the uh the cowboys so which is crazy um and it, there's a chance we see detroit in the uh conference championship which could be pretty dope uh tom what were your thoughts on this game i i thought the second half was a little underwhelming but the first half was like awesome um and puka nakua with a fantastic playoff debut they get nine for like 180 and yep. cooper cup five for 27 i believe that's kind of nuts but i mean when you have somebody like puka who can Gotta pick up all the slack. I will uh I will happily take that if I'm the Rams. But I think just lines look good. Really nothing else really to say. Uh they the Rams didn't play particularly bad in any way, but the Lions just kinda outplayed them and uh the run game looked good. It was a pretty much a dead fifty fifty split between Montgomery and Gibbs. Uh Amon Ra was cooking, Laporta had a touchdown, just Goff looking like top ten quarterback now for sure, and he got a playoff win. Lions fans are probably rejoicing. Um, shout out to Detroit for waiting this long and now getting their win. 
Yeah, I think the main key in this game was that the Rams just couldn't finish their drives. Like, they had three field goals, and they lost by one point. If they could have just finished one of those drives, they could have potentially won the game or at least made it closer than it was at the end because they just kind of faded down the stretch and couldn't really get uh, too much going, like Tom mentioned. And, yeah, the Lions, I mean, first, first playoff win since 1991. That is just... That's hard to comprehend that one team goes that long without winning a playoff game. I think they lost, I think it was like nine straight playoff appearances where they lost their first game, which is just insane. Um, are we considering the Lions now as legitimate Super Bowl threats? Because like you mentioned, they if they can beat the Bucks, which I think a lot of people are going to assume they can, then all they got to do is get past the Niners, and then, then anything can happen in the Super Bowl. Like, they are yeah. so much closer than I think we originally thought they were going to be at the beginning of the year. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I had the Lions, like, I think I had the Vikings to win the division, so I guess I had the Lions like a wild card team and, like, essentially losing the first week. They could beat the Bucks this week, like you said, and wind up in the NFC Championship game, and then once you're there, I mean, even though they'll be in San Francisco, like, I don't, I'm not counting them out. Like, it, it's the NFC Championship game. They made it there. They, they deserve their way there. So, you know, and I'd like to see a great game. I don't want to see San Francisco blow them out. I want to watch a good game. Yeah. Um, it should be a good game. Hopefully, it is between Detroit and San Fran. That's probably the best possible matchup. But I just yeah. don't know who's beating San Fran at this point because they're just up with the most complete team in the league. If I or told you guys, Baltimore. if I told you guys at the beginning of the year and even like midway through the year that the NFC North would go 2-0 and in the wildcard round, Crazy. What would your yeah? What would your initial thoughts have been, considering at that time the Vikings started like zero and four, the Packers were three and six, and the Bears just were the Bears. Like imagine saying that and watching where they've uh, come to now. Dude, I don't know. Two NFC North teams in the divisional round and zero NFC East teams. Crazy. Who would have thought exactly. that? Exactly. <laughs> Um, so we have uh, the first Monday night game. This game was supposed to be played on Sunday, but because of the snow, it ended up getting pushed to 4.30 on Monday, in which the Bills beat the Steelers 31-17. And I feel like absolutely no one thought the Steelers were going to win this game. Um, it was, I think, closer than people thought, um, especially after the Bills jumped out to like a 14-0 league. Uh, the Steelers had a chance to score in the end zone through an interception. Then Josh Allen runs for a massive touchdown, um, and it's 21-0. The Steelers definitely put a fight up um and i think 31 17 is a little bit more overblown than how close this game really was because it was pretty much a one score game with like six and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter but the steelers defense was not very good they couldn't tackle for shit it was it was pretty hard to watch at times um and the offense was just so abysmal in in the first half and that's just been kind of like a mike tomlin staple over the last decade this team does not show up offensively in the first half in any playoff game um when we're talking um i'll find the tweet of how bad it's been over time um but yeah this this game i mean i can't like i'm upset that the Steelers lost as a Steelers fan uh did i have expectations no but i don't know it would have been nice to see a closer game or an upset or at least some confidence in winning this game um the bills had a ton of injuries though which is definitely gonna hurt them um for the divisional round if they can't stay healthy but this team is rolling um it's gonna be now uh another matchup between Allen and Mahomes in the divisional round which is elite obviously we'd rather see that than the Steelers advance then you got Texans Chiefs so uh as a as a NFL fan dope as a Steelers fan I was upset uh down what were your thoughts on this game so during the preview I said the Steelers could keep this game close if they control the time of possession and could force turnovers on Josh Allen the Bills won the time of possession 34 minutes to 26 minutes, and Josh Allen had zero turnovers. That's really what the game came down to. Um, the Steelers played as close as they possibly could given the situation. Um, 
I mean, Josh Allen, if he's going to play like this every week, I think the Bills have a chance to just go all the way. Um, that 152-yard touchdown run that he had was honestly a little embarrassing for the defense trying to tackle him. They just, like, you got you to gotta make the tackle there. Um, but it seems like every week he just finds new ways to make plays. And if they can keep playing this way, I think they have a chance to be the favorite coming out of the AFC. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I found the tweet. So when the Sears lost to the Patriots in the AFC championship game, um, I believe in 2017, uh, Pats were up 10 nothing at the end of the first quarter. The year later, when the Steelers got upset by the Jaguars, 14 nothing at the end of the first quarter. Then a few years later, in the COVID year, when Baker Mayfield torched them, 28 nothing in the first quarter. Somehow they were 0-0 after the first quarter against the Chiefs two years ago, and then 14 nothing at the end of the first quarter. So in the last five playoff games, the Steelers have yet to score in the first quarter. It's embarrassing. I don't know, man. That sounds like almost 100 points that they got that they got scored by. Uh, 66 nothing. Yeah, not great at all. Um, so I wonder... I don't know, man. Tomlin will always say the standard is the standard, but the standard seems to, you know, you overachieve with a bad roster, so I'm going to give him props for that. But, I mean, like, yeah, you can't be shocked when they lose to Super Bowl contenders with a team that probably should be a bottom 10 team in the league, and he drags his team to the playoffs every year. But I wonder if the Steelers and Tomlin do agree like a change of scenery is the best way to go forward. I know we dodged that question in the postgame press conference. Yeah, he just kind of left the room just, when they asked him. Just you have more in the contract. He just straight up walked out. I know. Like, I love Tomlin, and I'm fine if he's back, but if the, they don't overhaul some parts of this team, I don't get it. If they don't bring in, like, an extremely high-minded, like, quarterback coach from, like, the Niners or from, I don't know, the Chiefs. Like, someone that's not obviously a coordinator that they can bring in, but somebody that's actually, like, an offensive-minded that's kind of going to be more appealing to the modern game of uh, just throwing the ball, and it just seems like offensive, like, fluidity, it would be nice to have because uh, this team has two good running backs. They have a good tight end. They have two okay receivers um i don't think Deontay's gonna be back but i don't know i don't know who's the quarterback of this team next year uh there's a good chance this team goes five and i don't know five and 12 next year um i i can't i'm not too confident about this team going forward i don't know if your guys thoughts are the same about them i mean my expectations aren't soaring above uh soaring above the bar i feel uh, i don't know the expectations weren't really high this year, and Tomlin still got I know. them to nine and eight. <laughs> I like, know. They're just gonna they're gonna be nine and eight every year. And ten and I don't seven. Know, <laughs> it's just gonna be. They were ten and yeah. So I mean, at some point, it's um, just how good of a coach he is. Sometimes I guess it's just luck. But the Steelers will always be above five hundred as long as he's there. For whatever reason, they just have the football gods looking down at them, and they might not be competing for Super Bowls, but they'll probably find a way to at least be over five hundred. Which is not what you want, too, it seems like, because like the Steelers are always going to miss out on those Joe Burrows, those Justin Herberts, those Trevor Lawrences of the world, because they're never going to have a top pick in the draft. It's yeah, taking the Zach Prescotts, though, because they have a fourth-round pick. Brock it Purdy, would be nice they, if they, they found that guy. Brock, how many times did they pass on Brock Purdy? Like, 10? Who knows? Dude, if Brock Purdy is the quarterback for the Steelers, he'd be looked at like closer to Malik Willis <laughs> than he is right now. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know. The Steelers are probably going to be... They're going to have an interesting offseason ahead of them. I wonder if they're going to make some big roster decisions, and they do need to hit on most of their draft picks if they want to stay competitive next year. As for Buffalo, they get to host Kansas City next week. It's going to be another cold game, but it could be game of the year. We always say this, so it's probably not going to be game of the year, but it's definitely going to be looking like on paper. Um, and the final game, Monday night, uh, the Eagles basically playing the Bucks as like close to a pick em. Um The Eagles were slightly favored in this game, and they got smoked. 32 to 9. This team did nothing offensively. Uh, it seemed like in the first, or they did nothing offensively in the first quarter. They scored nine points in the second. Um, and who knows if Devonta Smith, like that deep ball doesn't connect, if Winfield doesn't kind of bite before that, 
they may never even score a touchdown in this game. Um, this was pretty much a very one-sided affair for 90% of this game. And it seemed like in that third, can't remember remember if it was the third or the fourth where Hertz got the intentional grounding. That was just like nail in the coffin, game over. Um, a big thing will come out if Sirianni's the head coach of this team next year. They were banged up. No A.J. Brown. Historically bad defense. Maybe get Matt Patricia out of there. I think they should start there. Um, so yeah, uh, I guess, Dom, what were your thoughts on this game? Probably, I don't know. I, I, the Bucks could definitely beat Detroit, which is probably who they're happy to play instead of uh, San Fran. But you know what? The team has a great defense and their offense looked amazing yesterday, but it was against the Eagles. I'm giving a personal guarantee that if the Bucks beat the Lions and the Packers beat the Niners, I'll go to the NFC Championship game. I'll go, I'll go watch it because, like, why not? At that point, it'll be, be funny. It Jordan Love versus Baker Mayfield. Exactly what I would have predicted. Um, but Baker's playing elite. We were texting about it earlier today that there's a realistic chance Baker Mayfield's getting close to $40 million this offseason. Like, if that's what Daniel Jones got and if that's what other quarterbacks in that, like, tier level are getting like their car got 40 million a year if if you're not getting the burrow mahomes herbert money which is like closer to 50 55 now 40 million sounds like a lot of money but in quarterback ranks it's really not that much so if they think baker's a top 15 top 20 guy 40 million kind of falls right in line which is crazy to think after he's been passed around the past few years like imagine if imagine if the panthers didn't mortgage their entire future last offseason for bryce young and just said let's let baker mayfield get healthy and then he could take over this offense like how much different that team would be because he's completely changed the narrative on the bucks this year i agree and i don't know i guess you have to pay him which is crazy at the end of the day but i wonder like obviously we're like riding high on the recency bias of baker there's a chance there's a stinker next week against detroit and then does it just come back down to earth i don't know uh yeah, I think I, that, I that that very well could be on the table, but at this current state of the NFL, like how many good quarterbacks, or really more so how many not good quarterbacks there are in the NFL, kind of like I feel like you have to pay him because like if you unless the Bucks want to go full rebuild, say Mike Evans leaves, so they trade Chris Godwin and they trade a couple pieces on defense, they want to just build around maybe they're super young guys, like because they got to pay worse, they got to pay um, they've already paid worse, and then uh, Anton Winfield as well, I think is due or he maybe this last year was his contract year. So they got some some money in the books that's gonna be coming up, and I I feel like there's a good chance they might just say, you know what, we're not competing for bowl, let's just kind of blow it up. And I wouldn't be mad at that, because um, I'm not like a Baker stand by any means, but I still think it's cool to see him go on a little run here and see some some a team that you would would have never expected to be here along with the Packers in the NFC. Yeah, I wonder because yeah, they got to figure out who's coming back to play receiver for this team because Godwin could not be back, Mike Evans could not be back. Um, they did not pay Worfs yet, so they got to allocate a lot of money there. Didn't realize how much money Vita Vea is making. They, uh, I guess Shaq Barrett's going to be descending. They paid Carlton Davis kind of. Actually, no, they didn't even pay him fully. They paid Dean. Did not pay Winfield. Wow, they do have some big decisions to make financially next year. Um, also, shout out to Chase McLaughlin, man. Dude was killing it. I thought so many of his kicks were he just he didn't look confident. But you know what? This guy, kind of a beast. Um so yeah, uh, big decisions for the Eagles. If you guys had a bet right now who, like, is Nick Sirianni the head coach next year, what would you say? I'd probably say yeah. I think he stays. I do too. He um, won the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, like, exactly. And I don't think, like, just did, throw him, like, just throw him out after that. Like, kind of nuts. Yeah, and the defense was so bad. I mean, give, like, they lost Edwards. They lost Hargrave last year. They lost Gardner Johnson. Um, Slay was banged up. Um, Bradbury kind of fell off a little bit towards the end. 
I mean, this team needs linebackers. They got to really overhaul the defense. What is the chance? I don't know, because a lot of people were mocking them to draft a receiver. Would they? I, don't, I feel like after this game too, they can't dangle like Devonta Smith out there. But I don't know. Like they got to upgrade receiver, though. Like AJ Brown's already the books for like I think twenty mil a year, and Devonta Smith you got to pay mm-hmm. him next year. Yeah, I wonder because they have a good tight end in Goddard, and like obviously this team can have a foundation at the run like run game. Obviously, like with Kelsey retiring, that's gonna hurt a little bit. Um, but they have a good old line. I do wonder, yeah, like would they move Smith for draft capital to load up more on the defensive side of the ball? Or it's tough because, like in the NFL, you're not really trading for cap space because it cap hits. They got to pay Reddick as well, too. But you also got to look what? at it from why, like, trading Smith to get draft capital to load up on defense, like trading a top twenty wide receiver to load up on potential good players that may need a year or two to develop. I don't know. I just feel like because a team's gonna that's gonna trade for Smith is probably gonna be a contending team, so they're not gonna have a high first round pick. So what are you really getting at pick twenty five? You know. Mm-hmm. I agree. They can get they can get the Arizona Cardinals selection. <laughs> I guess they like. Would you, would you yeah. take Devontae Smith? But I think you I would. would. I would take Smith for the twenty fifth pick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean like don't, we said the same thing about like AJ Brown though. Like, why would they do that? But like, I'm not gonna say it's just like they're in a completely different situation. But if you're paying AJ Brown, do you really think it's worth allocating? Like, it's like the same thing with T Higgins of the Bengals right now, paying another receiver all this money. Yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting to see. And while we just talk about all these teams' futures of the six teams that lost. Which one are you most confident in can make the playoffs again next year and even like make some noise? Like I don't care if they're gonna sneak in at the wild card. Like which of the six losers do you think can actually rebound and go deep next year? Well, a lot Miami. of good team. A lot of good teams lost. I feel like it could be a plethora of teams. I think um, Miami because they were the most like Miami was the more banged up than the Eagles were 100 percent and Miami played a similar game and they lost to a better team than the Bucks. Like as long as as much as the Eagles like. Put up a stinker like you still played in tampa like it wasn't negative 40 degrees and you still played mahomes and arrowhead like the, probably the last place you want to play in the entire nfl in a playoff game so i'm gonna say the dolphins can bounce back they have the most talent that was that they're missing i would say uh for the wild card round yeah like it's definitely not the steelers the rams are probably like they don't have as high of a ceiling um unless they ace the draft because i mean like they hit home runs with late round picks like kyron and puka but yeah i guess it's got to be like on paper dolphins or cowboys as like complete rosters but obviously i don't like trust the cowboys to make a deep playoff run and the eagles have a lot of stuff to work on in the defensive side of the ball i mean hey if watson is like good the browns could be good too so i don't know i think every team that lost is basically going to be in playoff contention next year besides pittsburgh yeah but who knows if tomlin's back then i guess they're going to be in uh, contention um so yeah that was pretty much uh super wild card weekend um we're gonna come back with you guys in the next episode uh, previewing every divisional round game uh we have the texans going to baltimore green bay going against san fran those games will be on saturday evening and night um on the east coast and then you got the bucks going to detroit sunday at 3 30 and then the chiefs going to the bills sunday night which could be the best game of that weekend so we'll see you guys there thank you guys all for watching on youtube if you appreciate it um if you drop a thumbs up, let us know in the comments what you guys thought of Super Wildcard Weekend. And then if you guys are listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we'd love a rating and review over there and we'd appreciate it a ton. So we'll catch you guys all in the divisional preview and we'll see you all there. Peace.